Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon right across from me. It's Tuesday, August 6th. How you doing, Rick? You know, I'm just doing peachy. I still haven't recovered peachy. from my amazing trip in South Carolina from he two weeks ago. He says peachy. Dude, you got... I think goes to the south once. Yeah, <laughs> peachy. Oh, I came from South Carolina. I'm just peachy. Well, I came from the crops in South Carolina and, uh, you know, just doing peachy. Got some Chick-fil-A. Snap. Uh, today, we bring you our breakout and bust players for 2019. We're going to start off with the breakout players. But first, be sure. I, I just saw news on my phone and my I brain was gonna is say, not you're, processing Your eyes right lit up. Does it have anything to do with football? Like, it really does. It does. And I, I'm going to talk about it in a second, but I can't hold it in. I can't hold it in. Breaking news. So apparently Ezekiel, uh, some, uh, somebody from uh, from FS1, close okay. to, yeah. Well, I know. That's, we got to, you know. <laughs> close to Ezekiel Elliott, who we'll talk about in a second, close to Ezekiel Elliott, okay. said that it is very, very possible that Uh-oh. he could miss some games. This is coming from Zeke's agent. Zeke's agent? Yes. Oh, boy. Welcome to the show. You guys liked Le'Veon, drafting Le'Veon Bell last year? Yeah, uh, GG did that. Before we get into uh, the new segment, which we'll talk about Zeke in a second, be sure to check out our brand new website, thefantasychampions.com. You can find articles, videos, podcasts, all kinds of content to help you win your fantasy league for 2019. So be sure to go over there and check that out. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter at the FF Champs, Instagram at the Fantasy Champions. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. Subscribe wherever you listen Apple, Podca- uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Click the bell for notifications, leave a review, share this podcast with your friends as if I haven't done it 40 times. Uh, let's get into the news. Like we were just talking about, Ezekiel Elliott and his, sus- uh, I was going to say suspension. My goodness. <laughs> Throw it back. Every time I talk about Ezekiel Elliott, I say like suspension you know for some reason. I know why. I know the reason. Why? You're haunted. I am haunted. I drafted him that year, and he served a six-game suspension. Uh, Jerry Jones, so we'll, we'll just backtrack from that uh, breaking news. Jerry Jones was, uh, like, a couple days ago confident that they could reach an agreement. About an hour later, uh, there was a report that said that it could be months before he comes back. Elliott's reps apparently told ownership that he will not play a game until he gets a contract. Um, and the reporter's reporters consistently believe at this point that he is going to play week one i just got this news i'm gonna find out who said it because watch it's nick Wright, uh eric dickerson oh he said i talked to zeke's agent yesterday and he said it's possible it really is possible he will miss some games he wants to play but this is business zeke's the best player on that football team and if he misses four weeks i guarantee you they'll probably win one game unquote so uh that is that sounds like a very very confident he said it on fs1 uh very very confident report from eric dickerson um if zeke misses time my goodness 
I don't know. It, it hurts my soul because I'm going two in my draft, and I had to move him down to four today. You are. And I might yeah. even have to move him down even further on my, my art running back rankings. Do I even want to take him in the first round? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, please keep your eye out, people, for Ezekiel Elliott stuff. You do not want to end up in the Le'Veon Bell situation. I think – so in the past – Players haven't held out full seasons. They've held out one, two, maybe three games. Um, and Le'Veon Bell's situation was a little bit of an anomaly. So don't believe that may- Melvin Gordon and and, uh, and Ezekiel Elliott are going to go out here and miss a whole season because if that happens, that would be crazy. Like, that doesn't happen yeah. normally. They'll no, probably very rare. At best, Melvin Gordon will miss like four games, or at worst, he'll miss four games, and at worst, Zeke will probably miss three. So... Those guys are going to be good. Don't overly fade them, but like take into account that you might miss, you might be missing them for two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking on Thursday, Falcons GM Thomas Dimitrov said that the team is willing to make Julio Jones the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. And then after that, it'll be Amari Cooper. <laughs> yep. Pooper Cup. It's time for the receivers to get paid. Yep. 100 percent uh julio jones has been negotiating with the team it's only a matter of time he's not holding out by the way you can draft julio jones an empty conscience oh really um, i was gonna pass on. Gonna thanks pass. for letting me know uh espn's nick wagner said matt Breida has been used all over the place at 49ers cordell patterson him. no uh, matt Breida. i i know i was <laughs> I thought I said. <laughs> I thought I said Cordell Patterson, and I was like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> you you can't say stuff like that. It'll mess me up. I try, man. <laughs> I try. Um, so when they say all over the place, that could mean an assortment of things. It could mean that uh, he's used at wide receiver. He's used that running back. All right, why not? He's used that tight end. Oh wow! I they, they put him at crushed. They, they put him at the long snapper. <laughs> Special team, or I'm telling uh, you, or it could mean that they use him. Uh, they've used him a lot uh, in you know just first and second team reps. So uh, keep an eye on Matt Breida. He's been a guy that I've been drafting in the 14th round. Um, Lamar Jackson doesn't see himself running as often as in 2019. Uh, this is the reason why Lamar Jackson is not on my breakouts list. This is the reason why Lamar Jackson has been slowly fading out of my draft Boo. picture because uh, he's not going to pass for a lot of yardage and he's not going to throw not. a lot of touchdowns. Probably not. So if he doesn't do those two things, I don't care how many. I mean, if he gets 1,200 rushing yards and 10 say, touchdowns, <laughs> my God, I'll take him. He but might. I don't think he's going to do that. He might, dude. <laughs> he's like, After I'll take what he the did risk. last year. I yeah. mean. He might take I'm not risk. saying he's going to, but the possibility of him 12, doing that would make me take him in the 13th. 12, 1,200 yards and like 10 know, touchdowns would be absolutely absurd. I know absurd. it's insane. It would be absurd. Dude, after watching what he did last year, I think it's possible. Wow. Well, I'm not going to jump on that, uh, that train yet. Um, Josh Gordon has applied for reinstatement. Uh, we hope everything is well with uh, Josh Gordon. Um, knowing addiction and how it uh, ravages people's lives. Um, I hope Josh Gordon can get past it and get back to football because he really wants to play. He's close with the commissioner, so he'll probably be reinstated. In terms of fantasy football, um, I'm staying very far away from Josh Gordon just because, I mean, if there's an opportunity to get him on the team and you can use him and try to sell him, then that's the only thing I would do. But as far as Josh Gordon is concerned, like, 
he's a tough guy because if you get him and then he plays really well and you're relying on him for your fantasy team and then all of a sudden he gets suspended, then you're kind of, you know, bum out of luck and you're trying <laughs> to figure out what you're going to do with that spot. Um, so it's better off just to not buy the guy that's going to be a problem and uh, stay away from Josh Gordon. But if you can get him on your team, he has a couple of good games, you can sell him to some unsuspecting fantasy team. <laughs> that might be a good idea. <laughs> are you saying, are you, are you trying to say... I'm I'm gonna try to sell him to you. Yes, I <laughs> I was gonna say, are you trying to take advantage of people more? Is that what you're trying? Of to course. Hi. In fantasy football only. I'm Ricky, and this is Morgan, and we're telling you to take advantage of your friends in fantasy football. <laughs> Always. There has been legitimate times where I've had moral conflict playing fantasy football. <laughs> Because I know some people are just not as up to the up to date. Maybe you know people are f- busy with their personal lives. Yeah, or, yeah. So you know, their jobs. Unlike there was, unlike you, who- there was a deal. There was a deal. I had Le'Veon Bell, and I knew. I just think I got a report, oh, no. and I was like, "Dude, no, I I can't." Uh, I'm like, I knew that it, there was he's a possibility. Yeah, he's probably not going to play, and so I I sat there and I was like, "They they don't have the notification just." Oh no! Send the trade and do it. I didn't. The angel on one shoulder. Yeah, the devil it was on like, the other. "Don't do it, bro. That's evil." And the other guy was like, "Frick it." I mean, should you trying throat. to? Are you trying to win? Fantasy football. You trying to win? Fantasy football cutthroat. You trying to win? And the guy was like, "Stop talking about it like that." I was like, "Bro, <laughs> I I didn't do it. I listened uh, to the good part of me." <laughs> that, did you know how mad people would get if I did that? Oh, no. If you did that, we probably would have. Everybody <laughs> yes, else in the league Don't tell me you it. haven't thought about it. I mean, I've thought about a lot of things in life. <laughs> <laughs> um, to say yeah. I've thought about it, to say I haven't, I won't comment on. Back, uh, yeah, David Lombardi, <laughs> David Lombardi of The Athletic said Trent Taylor uh, has been taking uh, – Wow. Trent Taylor has taken his receiving presence to a new level at 49ers camp. If any of you don't know, Trent Taylor is a slot receiver, and the 49ers hired wide receiver coach Wes Weckler. <laughs> <laughs> this is one strange show. Yeah, who's Wes Weckler? Who's we- Bro, who's Wes Weckler? Wes Welker. Oh, uh, I know oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so... Trent Taylor has been working with Wes Welker. Trent Taylor is going to be their slot receiver. There is a lot of inside sources saying that Trent Taylor might be the most targeted receiver on the 49ers. Well, if you think about it, Garoppolo is coming from the Patriots system, and he likes to use... He does does like to use slot receivers. Pardon pardon my race analogy, but white wide receivers in the slots. I mean... Very Patriots of you. It is, yeah. Uh, so keep an eye on Trent Taylor. I put him on my rankings in the top 100. We'll see what happens. He's literally 100 right now. Uh, so if, if things keep That's happening, maybe That's an elite maybe fantasy wide receiver yeah, right there. elite, elite. Um, but keep an eye on Trent Taylor. Broncos signed running back Theoretic, formerly of the Lions. Uh, this is a major indictment on our mans, Philip Lindsay and my boy, Rolls-Royce Freeman. The guy you've been saying for about a full year now. That will break out and become. Why does he keep doing this to me? I, I don't get. I don't get it. Maybe I should just stay away from Royce Freeman. Should you get off the train? He's gonna literally gonna be on train? every single one of my fantasy teams this year, regardless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like it's like a it's like one of those bad relationships 
where you, you, you break up with going somebody, back. but you just go, you you just just go right back. back. That's you. That's you and Royce Freeman. You know what? You know what? I traded you, Royce, but I'm sorry. I'm coming back. I need you. I <laughs> you know, I might have love. cut you six times this year. <laughs> I might have cut you six. But times. you're sitting on the waiver wire and you're playing a bad team. Theoretical, probably play the pass catching role for the Broncos and maybe makes get some third down work. Um, according to Scott Bordeaux of The Athletic, it's clear that Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, and sixth-round rookie Keyshawn Johnson are the Cardinals' top three receivers. It is also reported that they are unhappy with the growth of uh, Andy Isabella, their yeah. second-round pick, and fourth-round pick Hakeem Butler. Um, they also have Kevin White at wide receiver. Because they run a three- or four-wide receiver set, it's very likely that that the third wide receiver in that offense is going to get a lot of work. So keep an eye on the third wide receiver. Keep an eye on Keyshawn Johnson and Kevin White, who are projected to get that spot, because one of them might actually be decent for a couple fantasy weeks this year. I'm not telling you to go buy Keyshawn Johnson, but hey. Buy Keyshawn Johnson. Stop. <laughs> Stop. So many people are going to take that seriously and buy Keyshawn Johnson now. You're ruining people's fantasy teams, bro. How do you feel? Uh, Oh, wait. I'm ruining people's fantasy teams? Yeah, because now I'm going to go buy Keyshawn Johnson for my fantasy team. Wait. Does that mean I have a better chance of winning now? Yeah. Buy Keyshawn Johnson. (laughs) Texans waved running back Donta Foreman. Uh, The Colts later picked him up. I don't think this has has anything to do with Marlon Mack. Um, It should be okay. But just keep a close eye on that because. Might want to keep a slight eye on that. He'll probably get cut, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) Poor Donta Foreman. Uh, Jordan Howard has improved in the passing game. The interesting thing for the uh, Eagles backfield that we've kind of talked about quite a bit is uh, the fact, like, I've seen three reports for Jordan Howard and how he's the number one back and how he's going to come out and be that number one guy and break out and be a top level player and all this stuff. Right. And then they talk about Miles Sanders and say that he's the best running back in camp. Uh, the coaching staff is saying the good things about Jordan Howard. The media is saying the good things about Miles Sanders. This is a cluster of a backfield and I'm kind of staying away from the Eagles. Me too. Although he's like me too. I feel like in, Agreed. Every, in every single draft we've done. Yeah. We've ended those, up with Miles Sanders. Cause point. those, those two guys are like, gonna be on the board neck and neck. because nobody wants to pick him but do you want like seventh round miles sanders or do you want 12th round jordan howard that i aren't they going back to back right now i don't think so i'm gonna look it up at least i didn't think so um, i know in our mock draft they were this is going for, back to back but that was like a week ago so this is for all the fantasy people worried about um this report the Athletics' Mark Cobley reports that Jalen Samuels has been a significant part of off- of the offense for the Steelers so far. If you read the rest of the report, it talks about how they're utilizing him in the passing game and how they're utilizing him in split backs uh, split back situations. Um, so he's not he's basically going to play a similar role to Tariq Cohen, and yeah. he's not going to take anything away from James Conner. Simple as that. Um, mm-hmm. So I would not be worried about James Conner's value because of this report. It does, however, bump up Jalen Samuel's value a little yeah, bit as a player. Going undrafted um, to keep an eye on him late, <laughs> late in drafts. He went from you suck to, oh, maybe we'll draft you this time. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> one way of putting it. By the way, uh, uh, quickly go to go back to it, Miles Sanders, and according to the fantasy calculator, yeah. half PPR, Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard are both being drafted in the ninth round. 
Wow. All right. I was wrong. Um, both are, I mean, shoot, shoot, take a shot in the dark and maybe. There's nothing in the ninth round anyway. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. The Fort, seventh and tenth round, the, like between those rounds are just a dark pit. After a year and a half of uh, pain and torture, um, the 49ers activated Jarek McKinnon from the active slash PUP list. So he is now practicing for real. Uh, Round of applause. How long is it before Jarek McKinnon gets hurt again? Don't put me on the spot like that. Over under a week. (laughs) Dude, that's so under. (laughs) He says under. Um, That'll do it for the news. Let's move into our main segment, Breakouts and Busts Part 1. We are going to start off with our breakout players and then go to our busts on Thursday. Um, so let's get into our breakouts. Number one on our list is our man's Carry On Johnson. Love Carry On. Carry On Johnson came into the year last year as a, I think he was drafted. I can't remember second what year. Round? He was a second round pick, but what year was he drafted? I think he was I think a last year. Yeah, last year. It was his rookie season. So he came into last year. And he wasn't utilized as much, you know, early in the season. You know, the first couple weeks he had about 13, 14 touches. um, But they started to see a little bit of, like, talent in this guy, and they wanted to utilize him to the point where, like, he got hurt in week five. But in week seven, week eight, he had 19, 15. Week nine, he had seven. Week 10 and 11, he had 24 and 17. So when they figured out they could use him and how to utilize him, um, he ended up turning out to be a really good running back. The reason why he is on our breakouts list is because a, they got rid of theoretic and B, they got rid of like Garrett blunt. So mm-hmm. those two guys were stealing a lot. It was like theoretic was stealing his passing numbers and like Garrett blunt was stealing his rushing numbers. And so he was basically getting crap for, you know, snaps. Um, so, not having those two guys there really does help carry on Johnson get more of a role. He's probably going to get way more targets than rushing attempts because CJ Anderson is there. But if the guy consistently gets between 18 and 20 touches a game, you're going to see him put up 15 to 20 fantasy points. Like that's just what he's going to do. Um, I think that the only concern for me is just red zone, red zone um, or snap percentage. Because when they get in the red zone, it's literally just going to be, unless they're going to pass it, it's going to be C.J. Anderson getting the ball. And so I think you could see a disparity in total touchdowns for him last year. Over the course of 10 games, he had four touchdowns. Um, but I think I think if he can increase that, get like eight, nine rushing touchdowns, mm. and then maybe like two passing you know, or receiving, I should say, touchdowns. I think that'll be good, but he needs to get upwards of sixty to sixty to sixty-five receptions and twelve hundred. Uh, I would say fourteen hundred yards. But, but you know I think what? he can break out and be an RB one. I agree because I think the big thing with Carry On Johnson this year is I think he can be the workhorse guy on a team that values him as that, which is kind of starting to become rare in this league now. A yeah. lot of like yep. teams are either just like awful or don't know how to use the running back wants to use two running backs. Mm-hmm. I think there's a good chance like CJ Anderson won't be used a lot this year other than like goal line situations. Yeah. But if the lines use carry on the right way, he can be a top 10 back in fantasy 
pretty easily. Pretty easily, yeah. I yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I think because with the cut of Theo Reddick, I think that'll be huge for passing game wise. Because on on offense, who's the guy? Yeah, on the lines right now. Who's who's the best? Like, if you're a defensive coordinator, who are you shutting down? I don't know. It's Carryon nice. Johnson. Yeah, Carryon Johnson definitely. He's gonna be the. Vo- I'm the- like trying to. I'm trying to find another guy besides Carryon. It's not uh, Marvin Jones, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, um, no, that's not. But good. I don't think the team is bad. And if you believe in Matt Stafford, like I do, I think he'll get. I mean, Matt Stafford also has a history of using running backs in the yeah, passing game too. Right. So I think the Lions' offense will be decent this year. But it'll be focused around Carryon Johnson, right. which I think will be huge for him. Right. And he's very talented, and he can make that work. Right, one hundred percent. I think like last year he had five yards a carry. That's the true that's yard. Ridiculous. It's five point four yards per carry, but he had five yards per carry. Like that's his true carry rate according to the fantasy football calculator. I mean, not fantasy pro fantasy football. Wow. That this is like for some reason extremely hard to say for me. The player <laughs> fantasy football player profiler. Hey. hey. Um, so the only other issue with Carry on Johnson, and he ranked number 19th in this, but he's not bad, is 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 he was a little bit game script dependent. And that's because he was relied a lot upon in the passing game. Um, so I, I think like you said. There's like unless they really do make a really dumb decision and and, and give the ball a crap ton to CJ Anderson like they did Legarrette Blunt last year, then you're gonna have that situation. That honestly, to be honest with you, bro, that could have been because of uh, what's his name, uh, Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia is a defensive guy, and he he got into that play call room. He's like, Legarrette's a great player. We need to <laughs> utilize him a lot. Oh boy! Yeah, and then they gave him the ball like overly, and he was like, "No, trust me, he's gonna, he's gonna." <laughs> I've seen it, it firsthand. It. Let's go, playoffs, 2015. <laughs> uh, but they did fire their offensive coordinator after last season and hired Daryl Bevel, who was the offensive coordinator uh, of the Seattle Seahawks during mm-hmm. the Legion of Boom years, which is another plus for Carry On Johnson. Which is another plus for Carry On Johnson because what did they do? Ran the ball. Ran the Marshawn ball with Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. So uh, I think carry on is definitely for me. He's like one of my number one breakouts because I think he's going to be a great player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he'll definitely finish in the top 10 this year. He was number one on my list. For yeah, breakouts. definitely. And at a third round, fourth round value, he's, you know, he is moving up though. Like, crazy right I, I if he ends up in the second round i'm a little more it's a i don't know bit, if i'm taking him it becomes round. it becomes a lot Do you take him over guys like chubb or dalvin cook uh, like i no no definitely not um but he's just he's got all the potential in the world he's been in this offense and he's been in the nfl for you know a full season so we'll definitely see in terms of you know what happens over the course of 2019, if Carryon Johnson beca- can become that, but I think he's going to be a breakout in 2019. Number two on our list, Marlon Mack. We talked about Mack a few times on this program. Yeah, and the, the thing I don't like—I'll start out with, with what I don't like about Marlon Mack. I don't like the fact that Name Hines exists in that <laughs> offense at all. I thought you were just going to stop it exists. <laughs> I thought about it, and then I was like, that's cold. That's um, very cold. So I think for Marlon Mack, it's a matter of he's going to get a lot of carries. He might mm-hmm. hit 275 total carries next year, which is crazy for a running back. Um, 
it's not super crazy, but there's only there's only a few guys in this league that reach that, like Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley. Right. Um, and so if Marlon Mack can reach that point, which I think he will, um, he paced out last year at 260, 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns. Um, so if he played his full season last year, he would have he would have paced out 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns. Adding the passing game, you know, giving him some passing numbers, like if he was just to get 45 to 50 catches, he would definitely be an RB1 and a breakout candidate this year. Um, and I think he will do that. But it, they just need to go away from, you know, uh, name Hines and go towards Marlon Mack, which I'm not sure he can do. Um, I, I mean, I just, I don't, uh, this is you're very, you're very hesitant. I'm very hesitant because. I told you that I told you this like earlier. Uh, Jordan Howard was somebody that I drafted. And I've talked about this many times on the podcast. Wait, you drafted in the third Jordan round last year over right. Christian McCaffrey. Oh, that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah that happens. Um, and Marlon Mack is in the third round with guys like Aaron Jones and Leonard Fournette, right? In mm-hmm. in in some situations, uh, Dalvin Cook, but that's neither here nor there. So third round running backs, though Marlon Mack, Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones. I would rather go with Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, because I think they're going to have, they will have not maybe not as many rushing yards as Marlon Mack, but they'll have the pass catching ability and the, you know, the, the ability to succeed in a half PPR and a full PPR setting. And Marlon Mack, a guy who doesn't in college, he had a college target share of 10.9%, which is a 78th percentile. So he can, he's a good pass catcher. He's good in the open field. He can, he can do that. It's just a matter of are they going to continue to go to Naheem Hines, or was that just was that just a benefit of Marlon Mack missing games last year? Um, he averaged about two point five, I believe it was you know two point two targets a game, which is not very good. Yeah, that finishes out the season at like thirty five targets. Um, and so if he can get into the forty to fifty catch range, mm-hmm. I think he'll be all right. He has the talent to do it. Right, right. And I was telling you this before, but like. To me, one thing that you should keep in mind with, with Marlon Mack is he is very successful when the team dominates. He's kind of one of those guys that really, I mean, a lot of players benefit off this, but he especially benefits off uh, when they dominate other teams, kind of the trash time points. Right. Um, so it would be interesting to see what the Colts' strength schedule is this year mm-hmm. and kind of dive into that. And being like, okay, well, if they don't have a tough schedule, which right. typically they don't because they play in the AFC South, right? That helps Marlon Mack because they are. And if you, you like many other people, believe right. the Colts are going to be an elite team this year. I also believe that. Then you should definitely draft Marlon Mack because they're going to dominate teams, and when they do, they're going to be running the ball a lot, and Marlon Mack will benefit greatly off that because even if he isn't involved so much in the passing game right he'll still be able to put up decent numbers i think just off that right um yeah i i agree 100 percent. marlon mack one of our breakout candidates for 2019 number three on our list dante pettis now i didn't put dj Moore on this list for a very uh particular or tyler boyd or tyler boyd for a very particular reason tyler boyd is the number two wide receiver for the Bengals, so i think his best like finish is rb1 i mean a wide receiver one i don't think i mean uh, his best finish is wide receiver two i think he can get to wide receiver one but that's only if aj green misses significant time 
Um, so he's the wide receiver, second wide receiver on the depth chart for the Bengals. Uh, DJ Moore is in an offense where they haven't had a wide receiver one since, I don't know, Steve Smith. Yeah. Is that, is that a right? A long time ago. Um, and so he, like, the Carolina Panthers just don't have that. I think the reason why they they don't really have wide receiver ones every season is simply because uh, Cam Newton throws it, like, what, 3,500 yards a season, 25 touchdowns. Like, that's not enough to spread around for a, a lot, yeah. for a high-end wide receiver. So for me, I think Dante Pettis has the potential to be a wide receiver one this year because he's the number one wide receiver in that offense, and they have Jimmy Garoppolo, who's a pass-first quarterback. Like, he doesn't run it, right? He throws the football a lot. He has, you know, he's statted out at this 4,000 yards, 4,500 yards, 30-plus touchdown pace before. And so I think if you get that from Jimmy G, Dante Pettis is almost a lock to me to be a wide receiver one. And I think he's not going to finish as a top five wide receiver by any means, but I think he could finish as like an eight or nine um, and break out this year for a guy that's going, what, in the, the eighth, ninth round, seventh, eighth, ninth round this year. Yeah. Like to grab him then and have him be a top 10 wide receiver would be absolutely awesome for your fantasy team. So that's why I have Dante Pettis on our breakout list. He had games last year where he was really good. Um, he was a second round pick. I mean, everything points in the right direction for Pettis. Yeah, I mean, for me, kind of echoing off what you said, he's got the talent. He's going to be the number one wide receiver, which right. if you believe in Garoppolo, which we do, especially me. Jimmy G MVP. You know how I feel about Jimmy G. Of course. Oh, God. <laughs> Nasty, bro. Hey, man. I love Jimmy G. Whatever you know works, that. boss. You, you know I love Jimmy works. G. Dude, I love Jimmy G. Too. I don't know if I love him as much. No, you know what? I do. I love him as much as Mahomes, which is saying a lot. I know your eyes are wide right now. Now I I might love him more than Mahomes. I've never seen him play a full season, so it's tough. To <laughs> it's tough. But either way, if Garoppolo can wow. be a top ten quarterback in the league, which I think we both agree he can. Yeah. And Dante Pettis is the number one receiver on the team. Agreed. Which it looks like he's going to be. Agreed. Those two things align. He's got the limit. It really is. He he can easily break out this year and be a sleeper in many teams he's going in what like the seventh eighth round yep i mean if you can get him and he's like a top 12 ish fantasy wide receiver 100 which i think he will be Mm -hmm. if garoppolo has the season that i think he's capable of having and most people agree with me on that especially a lot of like experts and people who watch jimmy garoppolo as long as the guy can just stay healthy which i know is a big if but if it if, happens, if Jimmy G can stay healthy, Dante Pettis, Dante will Pettis will be a wide receiver. One. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think that's the sediment. Like mm-hmm. you could, if you wanted to encapsulate this entire discussion in, it in is. one sentence. I mean, who, who? If Jimmy Garoppolo stays healthy, Dante Pettis is a wide receiver one. It's pretty simple. I mean, the to things be he did with Nick Mullins, you know right? What I mean? Well, that's like, the thing. And who, who on the team do you think is capable of taking the number one spot away from Dante Pettis at receiver? No one. The only thing that I think I do think that he might end up being the second target on the the team okay. because of George Kittle, right? But I don't true. think that affects him at all. But he he'd still be the number one receiving option, which yeah, still pretty good if you have Garoppolo playing at his peak. Right. Right. Um, number four, we have Joshua Allen. Oh, I love him. 
<laughs> might go on a rant. Might go on a rant. Yeah. He just you warns, notice, you know, he warns want, everyone. He's like, wanna, oh, Josh Allen, I might go on a rant. The theme for the guys I love. Josh Allen. Qu- <laughs> quarterbacks who can run the football. Just quarterbacks. Just quarterbacks. <laughs> um, Josh Allen is the Buffalo Bills quarterback, in case you're new to fantasy or new to anything. Um, <laughs> he last year had, I think, I think he had three or four 25-point games and then a 40-point game yep. to end the season. Most of that came at the end of the year. Yes, most of it came at the end of the year. He is he has the potential to be a quarterback that can throw four, four, around 4,000 yards and 25 to 30 touchdowns, as well as rush for 800 yards and run for like five or six touchdowns. If he does all that, Josh Allen is a, is a quarterback one. He's probably in the top six or seven among quarterbacks, maybe even higher. And I think that he can do that this year. I think that they they believe in him. They're building, like you said, they build. They're building their offense around the Bills. Uh, I mean, around. <laughs> they're building their offense around yes. the Bills. They're yeah, building, I was talking to you about that earlier. They like, were building. They were building their offense um, around Josh Allen, yep. and they they added you know John Cole, Brown, Cole, Cole Beasley. Beasley. They added some of these really good players, and and I think that uh, like it's not it's not you know Antonio Brown that you're adding, but no, but they're it's adding, better. It's better than Zay Jones and Robert Foster. You right. know what I mean? So and they're they're clearly building around him and not right. the running game. Either. Right. They want. Well, they, they brought in Singletary, but that's about it. And TJ Yeldon, but he oh TJ Yeldon, whoa, he might not make the team. So. <laughs> it's clear that they want him to just huck the ball a lot this year. He's going to yeah. make mistakes. That's fine. He's going to run a lot in the pocket. And it's very reasonable. Josh Allen has a great arm. He's not always the most accurate. He's very inconsistent with that. But just overall, you know, first round arm talent. First round arm talent. Famous quote. But it is true with Josh Allen. Yeah. He's capable of throwing for 4,000 yards and 25 touchdowns. 100%. And if he can do that, plus his running, it's like Cam Newton. Right. And he can he can easily be a top five fantasy quarterback with that number. Right. And he doesn't even have to be like real NFL wise, he could be like trash. I think he's probably gonna be like Jameis Winston, where like nobody can in the world considers Jameis Winston a top ten quarterback. Agreed. But yet people he are could talking still about him finish being like a top five and top fantasy. five, top six fantasy quarterback. Yeah. I yep. think that has that's Josh Allen written all over him. Um I love the guy. I think and especially the best part about him is where he's going. It's like thirteenth round right now. Yeah. So if the you draft him in the thirteenth round, and like, what he's are you losing? Terrible going after you Josh cut him. Allen, you know what I mean? Right. Exactly. But if he can pan out and reach his ceiling, you got the steal the draft in the thirteenth round. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It it, it becomes the Patrick Mahomes esque move that people made last year when they drafted Mahomes ninth, tenth, eleventh round. Um, and I think, you know, he doesn't have nearly as good of a team or an offense as the Chiefs do, do and that's why Josh Allen will probably never ascend into, you know, what Patrick Holmes did last year, which was absolutely insane. But I think as a 13th, 14th round quarterback, you can build your team up, you know, give them an opportunity to really succeed, and then, you know, by drafting running backs and wide receivers early, and and then draft that quarterback late, like that gives you a huge advantage over a lot of guys who are drafting their tight ends and drafting their quarterbacks early. Um, so Josh Allen is a perfect guy, breakout candidate for us. Um, and then the final guy on our list is Aaron Jones. Mm. We have a lot of running backs on this list. We do. I absolutely love Aaron Jones. I think we both can absolutely love Aaron Jones. Yes. 
Um, his a lot of people really do. The concern for me is Matt Lafleur and his well, you inability don't, you don't to love utilize Matt Lafleur and how he used Derrick Henry last year. Yeah, yeah. For half the season, he, three quarters of the season, he absolutely freaking blew. <laughs> And then this year, all of a sudden, yeah. Um, so Aaron Jones, he has the potential. He has the ability. Last year, he had a five-game stretch where he was he was basically a top one. six, top seven running back. Yep. Um, he was very good. He gets one fantasy point per opportunity. Um, and if he touches the ball 300-plus times, which is like 18 touches a game, if he touches the ball that much next year, he turns into a top five running back. I think he has top, if utilized properly, Aaron Jones has top five running back potential. And I think this year he can break out and do that. He has to stay healthy, obviously, and he needs to consistently get the ball every single time. I've talked about the equation. Efficiency plus opportunity equals production. Yep. I don't remember if I said it earlier in this podcast, but I think Aaron Jones has all of the opportunity in the world to be a really good running back, or yes. all of the um, the all of the not opportunity, but ability in the world to be a really good running back. You see it in his efficiency. It's just a matter of opportunity. It's a matter of is Lafleur going to give this guy the football? Yeah, and if he doesn't succeed in doing that. You're just going to end up with a running back who is okay RB2 type player. Yeah. I mean, day one, LaFleur came in and said, oh, we have Jamal Williams, RBBC, <laughs> let's go. So I, I I, just I hope that's not what it goes to. This is one of our more risky breakout picks. Um, but I think that in the long run, if you draft this guy in the fourth, third, fourth, fifth round, and you end up getting this really good player, and he breaks out like your fantasy team is 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 doing okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, and how many for how many years have we talked about the Packers having like an elite running back and how it would complement Aaron Rodgers and they all? Finally, these have it. Just use it. They have it now. It's just a matter of and time. They'll freak they it, it They have the potential to they'll be one of the best up. offenses in the league and run over teams. Yeah. And if they just if Matt Lafleur uses the pieces right yeah. and it's not just Aaron Jones it's that whole offense because there was a lot of talent on that offense and even last year they struggled yeah if they he just learns how to use the pieces right Aaron Jones and everybody involved in that offense will have a great season next year and I'm willing to bet right that they will right um it, I it's tough for me because I love Aaron Jones so much but <laughs> I I do have concerns he's an Aaron Jones truther I am, but <laughs> through and through, we both are. I mean, la- I mean, last year, you know, when I had him on my fantasy oh, team, and you were saying and you like sold him, you shouldn't. I was just hating on your team. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm be, glad you admit that. If we're gonna be real, um, yeah, no, I I think Aaron Jones is going to break out this year. Obviously, every, if everyone on this list breaks out, uh, yeah, we win a million dollars. Yeah, but. like. <laughs> You should probably listen to us next year. Um, but we think that Aaron Jones can be a breakout candidate. Looking at the numbers, looking at his ability, the only thing, like I said, question, like every single one of these guys has a question mark. Yep. And it's, uh, it's a, is this guy going, and that's why they're going in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, that's seventh right, round. exactly. Like because of the question mark, you know, for Carry on Johnson, for example. 
The Lions um, are dumb, and he's never proven. The Lions he's... are dumb, and he's never proven he can right. be an RB one. But they also, you know, the question is, can he? Is he going to get the opportunity in the red zone in the running game? Marlon Mack, is he going to get the opportunity in the passing game? Dante Pettis, can Jimmy Garoppolo stay on the field? Josh Allen, can he complete a pass within <laughs> ten yards? Like, yeah. and I think for Aaron Jones, it's can are they going to utilize him properly? And I think for every single one of these guys, is something that is like. Stopping but the them. upside, but the upside is, is there. That than, if they break through that right. wall, they're going to be yeah. really good. The upside is worth the risk. I uh, I added uh, my man's Calvin Ridley to this list. You did, um, and he was number I, I I had him number five on my list, but you were like, nah, bro. I was like, all right. So I mean, you still could have put him on. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so uh, the reason why I have uh, Calvin Ridley on my personal list really quickly is that I think Dirk Cutter is. Like he came from the Tampa Bay, like he was the head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks, got fired, and then he took the job uh, with the Atlanta Falcons. So he basically was the offensive coordinator a couple of years ago before he took the head coaching job uh, with Tampa. Uh, and you saw how Tampa's offense was last year: 140 targets went to Mike Evans, 100 targets went to their second wide receiver. I believe it was Adam Humphreys or, or Chris Godwin, one of the two. Um, and so for me, I think that for Calvin Ridley, there's a real possibility that Julio Jones could get targeted 160 times this year and Calvin Ridley could get 120. And because he gets targeted so much in the red zone Mm -hmm. that it might just, he might not even reach a thousand yards. Like he may reach a thousand yards receiving, but even if he doesn't, he gets like 800, 900. He's still probably going to hit 10 touchdowns. No, I mean, I, I, I really like Calvin Ridley as a player and I love his ceiling. I just don't know. Like, there's so much talent on that team. I think Sanu's going to get a lot of looks. I think Austin Hooper. I'm really high on. Hoop, this there year. it is. So I like Ridley, but I I don't I know. Think, if, I think Ridley is definitely the number two option. He's, on he's someone to keep your eye out. I'll like say. like he's like if you know you're doing your checkdowns, he's he's going straight to Calvin Ridley. Like if you had to give their targets a rank, it'd be Julio obviously one. Calvin Ridley two, mm. I would say Sanu three, and then Hooper four probably. Yeah. And they don't they like their running back situations. I mean, I mean Devonta they are Freeman, throw the ball Devonta like Freeman might even be before Austin Hooper too. But um, there's just a lot of targets there. Yeah. So I, with the amount that Dirk Cutter throws the ball, whatever. But uh, I they think they might throw I the think, ball the most out of any team in the league. Year. I mean, they already threw it 600 times last year with Matt Ryan. But yeah, can that number go up? I know it's it honestly it might it might yeah it, it absolutely might um, that'll do it for part one of breakouts and busts be sure to listen on Thursday as we discuss our busts in part two um, of the fantasy champions fantasy football podcast got any closing thoughts for us boss um, you know the fact that Mahomes isn't on this list without oh, with boy. the addition of Tyree kill it's dumb dude He's I don't know like, why, I don't know why Mahomes isn't on this list uh, don't forget to check out our website. Uh, oh, yeah, we have a website, champions.com. Talk to you Thursday, Fantasy Champs. Uh, peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.